0: Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO This is On The Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark Sencha. Thank you so much for making me a part of your Saturday morning on this June 11th, and uh I got to tell you, we have a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world of sports. I got NFL updates to get to on the show today. I got more live golf drama as the PGA Tour is officially suspended, these live golfers. I'm going to flip that story on its head a little bit and give you maybe a different perspective for all the golf fans out there who are angry, who are mad at the golfers. Uh, Just something to think about we'll get to that. Uh of course, uh, we'll wrap up the show talking about the fact that uh um Tony LaRussa I I think makes some of the made one of the most ridiculous calls I've ever seen in as a manager make in baseball history and why White Sox fans should be again very frustrated and disappointed. Uh but of course, we start off on the mark, episode 139 by the way. I know 139 episodes in, uh, CUNIS country's been with CUNIS Honda Hyundai has been with us from the beginning. Uh, they deserve the most credit. Uh, so let's start off episode 139 of on the mark with of course, Hespin headline number one. And you know, we're talking NBA finals. Hespin's headlines on the mark. It's a best two out of three in the NBA finals as the Warriors and Celtics are tied two two heading back to golden state for game five Monday night. Uh, as the Warriors took care of the Celtics' 107-97 in Boston last night. You know, there are a lot of exciting things happening with this NBA Finals, and there's a lot of great and unique storylines. And I I don't want to spend the next 20 minutes just breaking down last night's Warriors win. And, and part of that is because what happens a lot is that we as fans, we we just – it's like a tennis match. The ball's over here, we all turn, and that's where we're looking. Ball's over there, we all turn, that's where we're looking. Your eyes are just constantly going back and forth. And this series feels a little bit like that. In the sense that now everyone's like, oh, okay, Golden State's going to win. I mean, I even jokingly tweeted out after game three with the whole Clay Thompson, uh, you know, real classy guys making fun of the Boston sports fans that, oh, well, you know, the Celtics are going to now win it in five. Um, I've been on the Warriors. I had the Warriors in six from the beginning. I I feel this is a seven-game series now. I truly do. I said that last week on the show after the uh, Celtics stole game one. But this is gone exactly how I predicted since then. I said the Warriors, what did I say last week on the show? I said the Warriors would be going back home 2-2. They would find a way to steal a game in Boston uh, this is now Warriors have home court advantage again. Um, The games have not looked how I thought they would, but the series after game one has felt, I feel like I know where the series is going. I thought Golden State would win game three and it'd be a letdown in game four for them. And that Boston would feel that pressure, but it was kind of the exact opposite. Boston found that momentum of being home in game three and, um, uh, then the Warriors just had an all-time Steph Curry classic performance last night, and they steal game four, pressures back on Boston to find a way to win one game in Golden State. So, what I want is I said I don't want to spend the next 20 minutes breaking down last night's game. What do I want to do here to start off with Hespin line number one? It's a best two out of three. So how do the Warriors win two of the next three and how do the Celtics win two of the next three? Uh, the important thing for the Warriors. Let's let's jump into the Warriors first. How can the Warriors win game two and two of the next three? Right, doesn't matter the two you pick. The two one at home, maybe one on the road, or just the two at home. How can the Warriors win the next uh, two of the next three? Or well, first and foremost, we know so far from this series that Steph Curry has to be great or beyond great, like um, all-time great, for the Warriors to win. So we know that Steph has to be great or all-time great in two of the next three games for the Warriors to have a chance to win. In the two Warriors wins, Steph was ridiculously good, especially last night. I mean, last night he was, uh, I want to get the exact stats for you, 43 points. Uh, he had ten rebounds. Steph Curry was battling. Uh, he was uh, he got to the free throw line nine times, and he was shooting fifty percent from three seven to fourteen. I mean that is all time Steph Curry good. And Steph Curry is very much to me on his way to being the NBA. Uh, NBA Finals MVP as well in this series. So that's the first thing. For the Warriors to win two of the next ring, Steph, we know now has to be all-time good. We've seen four games. In the two they've won, he's been all-time great. What else? Well, Draymond Green has to continue to find a way to tiptoe that getting thrown out of the game type of physicality while also finding some sort of contribution on the offensive end. I know people are saying, well, Draymond only had two points in last night's win, but he did have um, five offensive rebounds and eight assists. So Draymond contributed on the offensive end. In order for the Warriors to win two of the next three, Steph has to be all-time great. Draymond has to find a way to tiptoe that line of uber-physical, almost to the point of getting kicked out of the game, while contributing the offensive end. It would be better if it was points, okay? Points would be helpful, Draymond. Draymond, we need you to score a little bit more, but if he's not scoring, we need nights like last night where he's giving you five assists and he's giving you multiple offensive rebounds. What was it last night? Uh, Five offensive rebounds, eight assists, excuse me. Eight assists, five offensive rebounds. If Draymond can give me that, plus find a way to get to nine, ten points, then the Warriors can win 2-3 when Steph is all-time great. And the other thing that we know from the two games we've seen the Warriors win. So this is all, again, I'm not just making this stuff up. In the two games the Warriors have won in this series, Steph has been all-time great. And Draymond has contributed on the offensive end. Maybe it wasn't points, but he's contributed. The other thing that needs to happen, because we've seen it happen in the two Warriors wins, is Wiggins, Porter Jr., and Poole, a combination of those three, they have gone for 32-plus points. So in the two Warriors wins, Poole, Porter Jr., and Wiggins, the three of them have combined for 32-plus points. So, is it insane for me to say that I believe the Warriors can win two of the next three because I feel as though... That those three things will happen two of the next three games. I don't think it's insane to say. We've seen it happen already in two of the four games. In two of the four games, the two of the Warriors have won. Steph has been all-time great. Draymond has contributed on the offensive end while being physical and tiptoeing that line of getting thrown out of games. And... Porter Jr., Wiggins, and Poole have combined for 32-plus points. That's the Warriors' recipe for success in this series. It's pretty simple. Go to the box scores and watch the games. I've watched all four games, and then you look back at the box scores, and you say, oh, okay, Steph was great off the pick-and-roll in the two wins. Draymond really found a way to frustrate the the Celtics uh, offensively at times, and then obviously defensively and getting in their heads a little bit. And then there were moments where three of the guys, three of the role players, Wiggins, Poole, and Otto Porter Jr. all had spurts. And wow, you look at the box score, the three of them in the two wins combined for 32-plus points. That is what the Golden State Warriors need to do to win two of the next three. So now, as you're listening on the mark Karen on Newstalk 1070, and the KJM webb. And has been headline number one, two of the three, uh, is we're in a, at a, in a best two-of-three series in the NBA Finals. What do the Celtics need to do to win two of the next three? All right, I gave you the Warriors three things. Now let's look at the Celtics. The Celtics, to be honest, it's a little easier, but they don't have home court advantage. So for the Celtics to win two of the next three, we know in the Celtics' two wins, Robert Williams and Al Horford were... Big physically and actually big as far as contributing point wise, and physically is important because in the two Celtics wins, they they out rebounded the Warriors uh, by a considerable margin. But in a last night in a loss for the Celtics, the Warriors had fifty five total rebounds to the uh, to the Celtics only forty two, so. The Celtics' big men need to play big. They need to rebound, and then you need to get contributions from them. Al Horford doesn't have to hit six threes, but Al Horford and Robert Williams have to be effective on the offensive end. So for the Celtics to win two of the next three, I need Robert Williams and Al Horford to out-rebound the Warriors, and I need them to contribute points-wise on the offensive end because in their two wins— They've done that. Uh, the other thing that they need to do is Jason Tatum doesn't need to score like he didn't in the game one win, but he needs to be really, really good controlling the floor in other ways. Jason Tatum had a plus minus in that game one of, I think, a plus 15, even though he only scored 13 points. And in a game... Um, four loss for the Celtics Tatum was the only guy besides Robert Williams who had a plus plus minus so Jason Tatum needs to be able to contribute a multiple in multiple ways he needs to be great Steph Curry's greatness is scoring for Jason Tatum yes I need him to score but the Celtics can win without Jason Tatum scoring So I don't need him to score like I need Steph Curry. It's a little different. I need Jason Tatum to have that really, really good plus minus. And that means I need Jason Tatum... To be really, really active defensively, I need him making steals, and I need him assisting and rebounding. So I need Jason Tatum to have all-around games. I need those plus-minus games where Jason Tatum. You look at the box scores. Like, oh, Jason Tatum was a plus fifteen when he was on the floor, a plus sixteen when he was on the floor. That's what he did in game one, and and the Celtics took care of the Warriors pretty easily in this. You know, in that fourth quarter, going on electric run. And then, of course, the final thing is when the Celtics are at their best, and we saw the Celtics at their best in game three of this series, where it's like, oh man, they played a complete game, start to finish, they were at their best. Tatum, Brown, and Smart were all electric, and so... The Celtics, if you listen to my three points there, they they don't necessarily need three things to happen every game to win. I do think after watching four games, it's pretty obvious when the Celtics play at their best, the Warriors can't beat them because we saw that in game three. So that's pretty obvious. And the best for the Celtics is Marcus Smart scoring and not turning the ball over. Jalen Brown putting up an absurd first quarter and making it look easy. I think it was like 17 points in the first quarter. And Jason Tatum being extraordinarily consistent with his scoring, his defense, and his assists through four quarters. And when we saw that in game three, the Celtics couldn't be touched by the Warriors. They couldn't. So here we are four games into this series. It's now a best two out of three. And we feel like we know a lot. I feel like I know for a fact that if the Celtics play their best basketball, the Warriors will not beat them two or three times. Because when the Warriors play their best and the Celtics play their best, I've now seen that and I and, and in game 3, the 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 Celtics were incredible. Smart Tatum and uh and uh Brown. So, I've laid it out there. Now, what do I think is going to happen? Prediction time. Because by the time I'm back on the air with you, we'll either have had a a winner. Someone will win two of the next, uh, you know, games five and six, and we'll have an NBA champion. Or we'll be getting ready for game seven. I predict that at this time next week, on on the 18th of June, the next time you see me on this show, we will be getting ready for a game seven in Golden State. I firmly believe that I believe the Warriors will take care of game five at home. The Celtics will win game six at home and we'll be headed for a game seven in golden state. Now, how those games play out. <laughs> I'm not sure, man. I, I've tried to predict them. I don't know. I, 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 I have a feel. it could listen The the Celtics could win game five. The Warriors could win game six. I believe we'll be back there here for a game seven. I think the reason I feel confident about the Warriors still winning this series, even though I've already said the Celtics kind of have an easier path because as long as they play their best basketball, I think they're the better team. But I feel the Warriors having a chance to win this series. uh, I still feel strong about that. I'm going to lean towards that because of Steph Curry. Steph Curry is the best player in this series. And Steph Curry, while... His team isn't the best team when they play the best. When Steph is at his best, like he was in game four, it doesn't matter what court they're playing on. It doesn't matter what day they're playing on. It doesn't matter what else happens. The Warriors will win. So I believe Steph Curry can can win two of the next three games. Whether that's a game seven at home, a game six on the road in Boston, I think the Warriors will win the series because of Steph Curry the, the Celtics, yes, I know I've said it, and it's it feels contradictory. They're the better team when they play their best. But Steph Curry's the best player. And in the NBA, the best player, when they're playing their best, can win series. And I believe that with Steph Curry right now. I mean, you saw it in Game 4. They needed Steph to put on the Superman cape. They were down. It was a must-win for the, for the Warriors. You're down 2-1. Chance to go down 3-1. And uh, we've only seen one team in NBA Finals history come back from 3-1, and the Warriors know that all too well. And Steph Curry put on the cape, and he was terrific. He was absolutely terrific. Uh, You know, you don't need me to rave more and more about Steph. You know how I feel about Steph. Steph is the second greatest point guard of all time, in my opinion. He is on my second team All-NBA point guard behind only Magic, Irving Magic Johnson. So I'll still take the Warriors, I'll take the Warriors in 7 because I think we're going to get to a 7th game. I think the series levels off a bit here now. Kind of wild. Teams winning on the road. I think the Warriors will take care of home court in Golden State on Game 5. Celtics will take care of home court in Game 6. And we'll be set up for a Game 7. Golden State, Boston, a week from today, we'll be previewing it. And uh, I'll still be picking the Warriors unless we have some sort of major injury or something else goes on. I still feel strong of the Warriors like I did uh, before, you know, when we were, you know, two weeks ago at this time when we were talking about setting up the possibility of what this series, who the Warriors will be playing in this series. Uh, You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith family giving back that's Cunis Honda Hyundai check them out at the dealership or shop online because I'm telling you folks Cunis what they're doing with their network of dealers at the Cunis Auto Group it's just special really really special uh, don't go anywhere when we come back I will talk once again live golf live laugh love golf um, but I have a different take on it uh, than I did even a week ago and um, I think it's worth noting the, you know, for uh, everyone out there who's a golf fan, who's, who's frustrated by what's going on with the PJ Tour and a lot of these golfers. Let's take the onus and the blame off the golfers. I'll explain next. We're live. We're local on America's News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. It's on the mark. 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We're brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai, uh, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. I just talked with Levi Billman, the general sales manager of Hyundai, the other day on the radio uh, on, uh, on Mornings of Market, Sam on 97.9 KICK FM. You should check it on out if you don't listen. We're, we have a lot of fun in the morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, but I was talking with uh, Levi, general sales manager of Hyundai, and he's telling me they're getting new shipments in now. Regularly and high-end trim models—the stuff that people have been waiting for, uh, the stuff that you you dream about hitting the lot—and this hasn't been hitting the lot. Well, it's hitting the lot at Cunis Honda Hyundai, two twenty-one North 36th Street in Quincy. Check them on out. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, let's jump into it. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, Live Golf adds Phil. DeChambeau, Reed, and maybe Bubba. Maybe Bubba. All right. So let's jump into this. Let's talk about it. Um, Last week on the show, in the previous weeks, I've talked about the Live Golf. I have expressed my disappointment for the golfers who have joined the Live Golf. Um. That is a personal choice. Like we live in this amazing country called America where we're allowed to have feelings and opinions that differ from other people's feelings and opinions. It's a beautiful thing. I love America for that. Uh, It should be protected. It should be fought for. It's uh, what the men and women who fight for this country fight for. It's for us to have the right to have opinions and feelings on things and also make choices And like I said on the show last week, they made choices to take that money from the Saudi Arabians and the Saudi princes and and people who we know and our own government has admitted probably were involved with 9-11 and aiding and betting, have killed American journalists um, who have have done tremendous human rights atrocities. They've taken the money. Uh, when they already had money, <laughs> but what do they say? People have money they what they start to realize. You know, I want more of this stuff. This is pretty good. I, I'd kind of like to have more money, um, and and that's a personal choice. And 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 Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy's, I thought we had great comments both of them. Rory's comments about whenever he's done things purely for money, and he's done in the past, it's always been a mistake, and he's learned from that. Uh, and and listen, everyone's got their own their own. Uh, skeletons. Everyone's got their own things they have to address. And people like Dustin Johnson, I think he looks at it and says, you know what? I'm never making this kind of, this is my one chance in this, my lifetime to make this kind of money and I'm going to take it. And I, and we have a right as fans to be critical of them for making that decision. I certainly have been. And, and I think it's fair. I think it's fair for me to say, I, I you know what? I think you're, it's a wrong decision. You make plenty of money on the tour And the, and the PGA tour is where the best golfers in the world should play to compete because it's about sport, about the competition. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of other ways to make money investing, uh, sponsorship deals, commercials, uh, without having to sign up for these giant, um, deals with the Saudi Arabians who, who make their money off of, you know, pretty inhumane things that have done inhumane things. And we know it and our government has said it, but I want to focus back on that a little bit. And this is not a political show. I am not a political talk show host. I know we're on our news talk station, but it's news talk and sports. But I will say this. We as fans of golf also have a choice. And Liv was promoting on their social media with their first tournament kicked off. Like, oh, you want to be here. Look how much fun this is. You know, your fan dollars speak a lot. The Saudis will lose, 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 lose lots and lots of money. Millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars if Liv is a failure. And Liv can be a failure if you don't consume it. So if you're passionate about this and you're passionate about not um, uh, uh, these golfers not taking this money, not being part of Liv, you, the consumer, will determine ultimately if Live Golf survives, and the Saudis can legitimize this. We, the consumer, can. Don't consume it. Don't consume it, and don't go. And personally, I think if you're really, really passionate about it, and if you're the PGA Tour, your efforts and your energy should be focused on the fact that why is the American government and the parliamentary government of England— Why are they letting the Saudis host these events in their countries? You know what I mean? Why are they letting them? The majority of the live golf events are on American soil. Shouldn't we be more frustrated with our government letting us have this relationship with the Saudis to let them do this? And shouldn't you be shaming these golf venues for opening their arms and welcoming the Saudis to do this? As opposed to the golfer who takes the $100 million check to just go play in the tournament? I mean, yeah, you can be frustrated with the golfer. And yes, if none of the golfers ever, none of the big time golfers ever signed on, that would be a quicker, easier way to kill live golf. I mean, they're not going to survive if they never got a Dustin Johnson, a Phil Mickelson, or any of the golfers. If none of them did it, well, yeah, then they'd be trying to poach college kids and random European players, maybe, and some you know Asian players as well. It would never survive. It would be absolutely dead in the water. But there's other ways to stop live golf from thriving. If you're passionate about it, not thriving. And that's number one, don't consume it. Cause if their YouTube numbers are bad and their social numbers are bad and they don't make the money on the advertising, well, the Saudis aren't just going to keep losing millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars just because. What did I say to start it? Rich guys liked staying rich and making more money. You know? And I also think, I think, I, I think it's fair for us to sit here and be critical of our government for the relationship that they have with Saudi Arabia. And why are, why are we not being more critical of these venues for hosting the Saudis and Live Golf? Shouldn't, shouldn't we be, you know, blackmailing them? And shouldn't they be losing sponsorships as well for, for saying, opening their arms to the Saudis and letting this happen? I'm just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. The other thing I'll say is the other big part of this story is obviously the PGA uh tour has said, you know, you're suspended and you can't golf in the PGA Tour. And I think that's fair. I, I'm I'm very comfortable with the PGA tour making that uh decision. Very comfortable with that. They have to protect their tour and um they have to uh they have to make sure that they are not um you know They they have their own moral standards they're holding themselves to, and they don't want Pete to then be associated on a consistent basis with the tour uh, with golfers who are taking the, the LIV money, the live money. Here's the final point, though, which I think needs to be said, and I really hope the PGA Tour is listening. And I know they're not, but maybe we can send this message to them. And maybe I'm not the only one saying it. But the one trump card... That the PGA Tour has over the LIV, the Live Tour, the Saudi Tour, this new tour, is they have the majors. They have the four majors. And that is what matters in golf. Any of these other football leagues, the NFL doesn't care about the XFL. And the NFL doesn't care about the USSFL until they would come up with their own version of the Super Bowl, right? What does the NFL have over any other competing league? They have the Super Bowl. They have the prize that is documented throughout the world as the biggest prize a football player can win. If there's other tennis leagues, I don't know about them, but I know they don't have the majors in tennis because I know you go to Wimbledon and you win – that's the biggest prize. That is the thing that says you're the greatest of all time. Or you're the greatest currently. I know there's other basketball leagues in Europe. There's other basketball be- leagues in Asia. You hear about the guys playing in China. But we all know as a world society, of sports fans across the globe, not just in America... The thing that makes you the best basketball player of all time is winning an NBA championship. Why do we make fun of Charles Barkley? Oh, well, you don't have a ring. We know that's even more important than the Olympics. Because, you know, Barkley's got an Olympic medal, but no one, no one argues that Melo is better than Kobe because he's got more Olympic medals. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the PGA Tour has that. They have the four majors. And so I would ask the PGA Tour to not ever suspend the Dustin Johnsons and the qualified great golfers from the major tournaments because that's when you lose. You could be in trouble and in danger of losing the importance of the majors. The majors will always keep the PGA Tour more important and more relevant if the LIV golfers who all sign on who all have now renounced their card and been suspended and they have a, no jump no, ship LIV 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 live the brand LIV they they will tarnish their own brand and they and, and LIV will always have a black eye when all those big ga- big time names Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau yeah when they show up at Augusta National and they show up with wherever the U.S. Open is, and the Open, and the PGA Championship. It, 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 you know, we don't need to say it, but it, it, it's, it's, it's being said without being said. The only important things in golf are the four majors. You know, if you want to, if you want to count wins for a guy's all-time ranking because he won some LIV tournament, sure, fine, whatever. Will I hold them maybe as high esteem as a PGA Tour win? Probably never because the field I don't think will ever be as good in LIV golf as it will be in PGA Tour golf. But if the PGA Tour suspends them from majors, they're only hurting themselves. They're only hurting themselves. Now, I do think the PGA Tour should look into ways of saying, hey, if you want to compete in a major and you're not a PGA Tour member, maybe you got to jump through a couple of little extra hoops. Wouldn't it be fun to see uh, Bryson DeChambeau have to go out and do some sort of qualifying, amateur qualifying, and DJ have to do it? You know, kind of make these guys embarrass them a little bit. Say, hey, if you want to play in the Masters, yeah, show up to this uh, qualifying event. And we'll take uh, the top... Ten qualifiers from the live tour you can play in the mat in the majors. You know what I mean? Like make make it something like that. But as soon as you say you can't play, and and the only reason that then some random name guy wins a green jacket next year is because oh well, DJ Deshambo, Reed, Phil, Bubba are all playing live golf and they weren't allowed. That's when you give it a black eye. That's when the majors aren't as important anymore. And that's when you really run the risk of saying, what's the better golf league? Your golf league will take a hit. The PGA tour will take a hit from live. If live lives on and really starts to thrive. I don't think it personally will because I don't think the consumers are going to consume it at a big enough pace. And as soon as this, whatever contract that DJ signed kind of runs out that money runs out, you know, I don't know, is there another hundred and twenty five million coming for him in a couple of years? I, I don't know. But I, I firmly believe the only way the PGA Tour can go forward with this and, and and firmly can and firmly control the destiny of their future of constantly being the better golf league for a time to come is they have the majors. Keep those important. Make sure the L I V golfers can golf in the majors. Don't shut those down. You have what they can never have. You have the, the golden goose. You have the four majors. You have Augusta. You have the open, the U.S. Open, the PGA Championship. Open the doors to the best golfers in the world to those events. They're your events. Open the doors to them. And because that just then goes to show that their league is not nearly as important. What happens when you have a great young American soccer player workers way up to the MLS ranks? He gets a job in the Premier League. <laughs> you know, but yeah, he comes back to play for USA soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the jobs the, that's the Premier League. You know what I mean? Like, so don't let this don't let this spiral out of control. I know you're hurt, your butt hurt the PJ tour, you're upset right now, but you own the golden goose. You have the four majors. let The best golfers in the world, no matter what tournament they play on, play in those four majors. And you will always be the most important golf uh, league in the world. You'll always be the NFL. You'll always be the NBA. You'll always be the NHL. You'll always be the MLB, which are the four most important leagues of their sports. The PGA will always be that if they keep the majors open to any golfer and the best competition in the world. You're listening on the mark, News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. When we come back, let's talk a little NFL. Let's check in on what's going on in the world of the National Football League. It's on the mark a News Talk 1070 KHMO. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. At St. Jude, researchers are working around the clock to find new ways to combat the deadliest childhood cancers. This is a St. Jude moment. My name is Joel, and I was diagnosed with osteosarcoma, which is bone cancer, and I came to St. Jude as a seven-year-old because doctors had discovered a tumor in my right shoulder. St. Jude was amazing early on. You know, Even as a seven-year-old, they found a way to explain it to me, to have other people talk to me. That By the time I walked out of here seven months after the amputation, I was fully adjusted using my left arm, You know, so I could jump right back into school and have no qualms or no worries about that at all. So I'm lucky enough to be married to Lindsay, uh, who is also another former St. Jude patient who I actually met at a St. Jude event. She was in the middle of her treatment. Um, I had finished mine just a couple of years before and just told her I loved her. Luckily, she reciprocated, told me the same thing back, and we were fortunate enough to get married on the St. Jude campus. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Hi, I'm Uzo Aduba. If you're a cancer patient in the U.S. and its territories or Canada, you may be able to help uncover the next breakthrough by sharing your patient data and unique experience with researchers around the world. My unique experience can make the difference of life and death to people in my community. It is in our stories and data that the answers can be found. I am proud to be a part of that group. Join Stand Up To Cancer, Count Me In, and thousands of patients in this movement at standuptocancer.org slash countmein. 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by CUNIS Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. It's the network of dealers that make the CUNIS Auto Group so special. Over 3,000 new news used vehicles to choose from just to click away. Shop online. Stop by the dealership. Tell them what they're looking for. They'll shop online through their network of dealers for you, and then they'll get you that lifetime powertrain warranty and all the other great stuff that comes with being a CUNIS customer. Don't sleep on their massive inventory, the network of dealers that you can't get anywhere else. CUNIS, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. Let's jump into uh, the uh, latter part of the show. The meat and potatoes are gone. We are now in the uh, we get this is like the green bean section. We got to finish up our vegetables and then we'll hit dessert here at the final portion of the show. Um, so what I want to focus on at this point in time is a little checkup with the NFL. The Rams two big moves. Aaron Donald two year sixty million dollar extension. You know three year ninety million. Basically, what it is is he gets two more years guaranteed this year and next year, and he got a big raise. million uh, raised for each year. So he's making a buttload of cash guaranteed $60 million, basically dropping his bank account to play the next two years through his contract. Right. And then depending on how he feels after uh, the 2025 season, Aaron Donald could sit, uh, no 2024 season, Aaron Donald can uh, opt into another $35 million and play one more year Or he can retire, you know, opt out and be a free agent, whatever he wants to do. And then Cooper Cup, three-year, eighty million dollar extension. The Rams are basically saying this: We've done a lot of expensive deals, we've done a lot of moving, and the we're gonna have to pay the piper at some point. That some point looks like it's going to be at the start of the twenty twenty. For 2025 season, so he's, they got this year 2022, 2023, 2023, 2024, and then that following year, Stafford, Donald, Cup, uh, you know, uh, 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 their uh, Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, they gotta they gotta really start paying the piper. Uh, Sean McVay himself, uh, he spent a lot of money on Sean, so. The Rams are just playing this two-year window thing. They're kind of doing what the Bucks are doing and they're, they're, have done the past two years in their own way as well. And I think it's smart. Who cares? Who cares about 2024, 2025 right now? That is so far away. We have no idea what's going to happen or what the the landscape of the league will look like then. What we do know is that next year, the Rams have by far the most talent in the NFC – They're the defending Super Bowl champions. And the NFC is weaker than it was when the playoffs started. So, I I mean, you absolutely go all in for another two-year run. If the Rams can win another Super Bowl in the next two years, who cares then if you have a two- or three-year dead, horrific rebuilding year when when God only knows what the league will look like then. You know, we always, that's really one of the hard things we always project. Like, oh, well, you know, rank these quarterbacks and uh, project them over the next five to 10 years. It's like, well, seriously? Five years ago, we all were like, oh, I want Jameis Winston for the next five years. I want Jameis Winston for the next 10 years. Look what happened. Five years ago, we all said, oh, I want Marcus Mariota next 10 years. I'd sign him. Well, you know, like, you you got to stop with trying to project the NFL, ten years, five, six, seven years down the line. You have no idea, no idea. Now you you know that when you get a Patrick Mahomes in house and things good things happen. Yeah, if you can sign him to a long deal, and you try to make that work, sure. But the Rams are on a, a lot of great veteran talent, drafting well with the picks they have, and and free agency where they know the Rams know. They can get the Odell Beckhams off the street, guys who are looking to rebuild their career, veterans who need a good spot and will take cheap money to no money because they can go to a win-now spot, and it's L.A. I mean, the Rams, I think it's, it, it makes all the sense in the world. They're spending the way they're spending. And if, you're arguing me, if your argument is, well, the Rams are going to stink in 2025, uh, who cares? And we don't even know if they will they could they could find ways to work around it I mean that is not a guarantee the Rams will sink in 2025 we know that they'll owe a lot of money <laughs> to a lot of old players but does that mean they're going to stink i I, I mean I, we just don't know so stop trying to project it um so I love what the Rams are doing I love I love love, love, love the Rams making these short term big investments for the next couple of years. Shout out to the Raiders reciting Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is so important to the Raiders. And now that you have Devontae Adams, he becomes even more important. Hunter Renfro is going to catch a buttload of balls this year. A buttload. Because everyone is going to focus on Devontae Adams. And Hunter Renfro caught a ton of balls when they didn't have Devontae Adams. He's going to be so valuable. And they got him for, I think, a uh, 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 two-year, $32 million. That's nothing. steal for the Raiders and Hunter Renfro. Broncos new owner, Rob Walton, $4.65 billion. Uh, you know, I, I think it's interesting. The NFL is hitting this interesting spot where franchises are not worth $5 billion, and there's not a ton of people out there who can liquidate and be like, here's $5 billion for a franchise. It's kind of kind of crazy in that way. I mean, there's no NFL franchise that's not worth about $5 billion. And, and who's got that money to spend? So I think that's fascinating. Uh, finally, our NFL wrap-up. I got to say this. Deshaun Watson, new uh, stuff coming on out. 66 different massage therapists over a, like a 17-month span. You got Texans doing NDAs. Kevin Stavansky, the head coach of the Browns, saying – Uh, Quote, I'm going to let the legal uh, proceedings play out. This is exactly why I said what I said a couple weeks ago. The NFL needs to suspend Deshaun Watson until this is all done. They don't owe Deshaun Watson anything. It is a privilege to play in the NFL. Deshaun Watson may be innocent of all of this. But Deshaun Watson has made a ton of money. There should be no tears shed for Deshaun Watson and his family if he is innocent. He'll get his money. He'll eventually get to play. And and and, and maybe, yes, he won't be a Hall of Famer because the NFL stripped him of years if he's absolutely innocent of all of this and he's an outstanding citizen. But let's be honest. Dude is shady. Did some really shady stuff. 66 different massage therapists going to strip malls, NDAs. Come on. Suspend him until this is done. Or else, you're going to keep having what you're having every day, every week. we we'll have a new text message, a new story that pops up with Sean Watson, and the NFL has to deal with it. Suspend him until this is all done. All right, final break, real quick one, and then now uh, we'll wrap up the show with like a minute left. On the mark, News Talk 1070K, Jamo. Technology forecast from the News Talk 1070, KHMO Weather Center. Sunshine mixed with clouds at times today with daytime highs approaching 85. Southerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Overcast tonight. Chance for scattered storms. 70. 91 tomorrow. Chance for isolated storms. Right now, 73. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. All right. We got about a minute left of On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO brought to you, of course, by Kunis Honda Hyundai. No fear. Complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. New and used vehicles. Tell them Mark sent you. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. All right. Let's wrap up the show. No Tiger in the U.S. Open. Again, Tiger turning down live golf and playing for the PGA still is again, the other Trump card. The PGA has why they never should be that afraid of LIV. As long as tiger stays with the PGA, I think he will. um, They should have any promise. And I am okay with tiger not playing in the U S open. If he doesn't think he can win and he's not healthy, stay out of it. Tiger is now in the point of his career after these injuries would just needs to be, Am I healthy, and do I think I can win this at this course? He, that's the only things he should be playing. If he's not healthy and he doesn't feel like he can win, I don't care. Miss it if it's a major. Miss it. Stay healthy and be healthy for the ones you think you can win. That's the important thing with Tiger. Hornets get a new head coach. Hornets kind of a mess, but I kind of like this guy, Kenny Atkinson. He did well with the Nets. He was an assistant for the Warriors, and I think the Hornets are on the up and up in the NBA. And finally, Tony LaRussa. I'm sorry, Sox fans. The dude is a joke. I mean, not, he's a Hall of Famer and he deserves it as so. Should not be the manager of your team. On the Mark News Talk, to k